Stand by for the hook. Welcome to The Hook with Katie Kempner, Vice President of Agency Communications at Crispin Porter and Bogusky, the most awarded advertising agency in the world. Every Tuesday at the intersection of advertising and PR, The Hook, where Katie talks with advertising visionaries, top journalists, cutting-edge creatives, authors, and PR gurus. Hear what these industry insiders have to say about the changing landscape of advertising and PR today. Now here's your host, Katie Kempner. Katie Kempner. Today is Tuesday, November 4th, and you are listening to The Hook, where each week I talk to advertising, branding, and public relations insiders who are both leading and covering the industry. My hope is that by listening to these thought leaders, you will find inspiration and new ideas and, of course, have some fun along the way. So today is a very interesting show because I have on... Full disclosure here, my boss, Miles Nadell, who is chairman and CEO of MDC Partners, the holding company that counts among its holdings, Crispin Porter Bogusky, Kirschenbaum Bond and Partners, Bruce Mao Design, Zig, Red Scout, and a variety of really interesting firms. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be talking with Miles. Sit tight and don't move. The Hook will be back after this short break. SEOSeek.com is your one-stop site for everything SEO. From search engine marketing to pay-per-click management, SEOSeek.com delivers high-quality SEO services at affordable prices. SEOSeek.com can help you with SEO analysis, monthly reports, title and meta tag optimization, email support, and so much more. Want to keep your SEO in-house? Let our professional trainers teach SEO to your staff. Get a free quote and a free competitive analysis today at SEOSeek.com. Dude, fishing in Costa Rica is going to be awesome. Amen, bro. Now that Value Click Media had netted FastClick, we've got one of the largest online advertising networks fishing us for big bucks. You know, while we're out catching snapper. Hey, Steve, you're coming too, right? No, I'm still using BenAsRUs.com. I can't afford to be away. You've got to work with Value Click Media. i got this great account manager who's easy to work with, and they have access to the best advertisers and earn me high rates. Don't worry. We'll bring back pictures. Yeah, terrific. Visit Value Click Media now and click on Solutions for Publishers for more details value click media when it comes to finding the right customers with the right keywords all you have to remember is abc search abc search is the world's largest privately held pay-per-click network giving advertisers the best pay-per-click traffic with over six billion searches a month and industry-leading protection using click shield their patent pending fraud identification software you can trust abc search to deliver the best possible traffic when thinking about ppc and publisher solutions all you need to remember is abc search quality partners quality search abcsearch.com now back to the hook the intersection of advertising and pr only on webmasterradio.fm now here's your host so without further ado because i know he's a very busy man i'd like to introduce miles nadell miles thank you so much for joining us today it's a pleasure to be with you Oh, I thank you, thank you. So let's just jump in. There's so much I want to cover. And let, let's talk a little bit about MDC Partners and, and the network. Can you explain a little bit about what type of companies make up MDC Partners? Well, 
the concept behind MDC Partners was predicated on the fact that we thought that clients didn't care over time about how many people, how many offices, how many services, and how many countries that uh, an organization had to help them with their marketing communication needs. What they cared about was the brilliant ability that people had to come up with ideas that would help make brands famous and help them create actionable strategies to enable them to compete in a competitive marketplace and for brands to become, you know, growth engines for these clients. And what we found that as consumers consumed influence in a digital economy, that the smartest people who understood these changing dynamics uh, were firms that, A, were media agnostic, and, B, were younger, talented firms where they wanted to be empowered to do brilliant work, and, B, have an opportunity to share the wealth. So MDC's firms really cover the spectrum of all marketing communications activities, but our principal focus is on areas other than traditional advertising. So about 70% of our business is digital and direct response, and the rest of it incorporates um, traditional advertising, but areas as well like public relations and packaging and branding, um, uh, strategic marketing, consulting, um, and uh, other kinds of marketing and communication disciplines. Well, you mentioned digital companies, and I have a question about that. Do you see in the equation sort of for this industry going forward, do you see them as separate agencies or really something that every agency is going to need to have as a core competency and it's just going to be part of the agency overall? I think the answer is both. I mean, I don't think anyone knows what the ideal model is, but we do believe that every firm, no matter what their specialized expertise or what their general activities are, has to have great understanding, comprehension, and has to have digital savviness as part of their DNA. And so I think there will be both. I think clients want to have an integrated agency that has very strong digital expertise and has digital as part of its um, thinking throughout all aspects of a total communications campaign. But in terms of specialized disciplines, I think there's a role for them to play as well. What do you think clients, especially in this very sort of tight economic climate that we're in, what do you think clients are really looking for right now? Well, I think what they want are are firms that can come up with brilliant ideas that break through the clutter and -hmm. brilliant ideas that help them grow in a competitive environment. I think what they're, they're used to experiencing is what I call institutionalized mediocrity. And uh, I really fundamentally believe that that's no longer acceptable. There's a famous expression that says, I know half my advertising, it doesn't work. I just don't know which half. Um, I think there is a much greater um, uh, degree of accountability that clients mm-hmm. feel is essential um, for them to justify their investment in marketing. And I think um, that clients are much more focused on return on marketing investment. Do you think clients, and this, of course, I'm talking about larger clients, clients that in the past thought for sure that they had to stay with a big agency because they needed a global network, do you think that they're still looking at it that way? Or, or with technology today, things have sort of changed, and you don't need to have an agency that has offices in, you know, 15 countries? Well, I think um, there are two aspects. One is about creative and strategy and ideas, and the other one is about um, media buying and distribution. I think that media buying and distribution is, um, there are five or six or seven firms that have global capabilities, 
Um, the reality is, I think clients are bifurcating um, what you know what what the big multinational agency does for them versus what the uh, what what this smaller, more entrepreneurial firm does. I think actually, and Crispin Porter is a great example of that. Kershaw Bond is a great example of that. BBH is a great example. Wyden and Kennedy could be Silverstein. Um, that smaller entrepreneurial firms can take on large multinational brands, and how, with the advent of technology, you don't have to have so many so many offices in so many countries and so many services. Um, and in fact, the best thinking is really coming from the smaller, more entrepreneurial firms. So I, I've always believed that firms get big because they get great. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the only limitations to scale for most organizations is their ability to do brilliant work and to institutionalize that culture of, of, of excellence and um, brilliant ideas. Well, you mentioned media buying companies, and I was at the uh, Venice Media Festival last year, which now is going to be called the... Well, now it's in Valencia, but I think they're just going to call it the VMF since it also uh, still works. But there were a lot of media executives talking about how they saw the future of media companies where they could just sort of bring in some creatives to do creative, and, uh, you know, media was really going to drive everything. I mean, of course, coming from my end, that sounded insane. What do you, what do you sort of see as the future for media buying companies? Well, I think the future of the industry is the firm that succeeds for the future is that where is the place where great talent lives. It's all about talent. And I don't think you can say that creative is more important than media or media is more important than strategy. I think everything is important. But it all starts with a brilliant idea and a brilliant idea that resonates a brand in the marketplace that cuts through the clutter. Um, at the end of the day, I think what's been emasculated from the industry is the emphasis and um, and the uh, passion and dedication of brilliant talent. And I think the firms that succeed, whether it be in the media area um, or any aspect of marketing communications, are the firms that really harness, embrace, and reward talent um, for, for brilliant work that that that. Uh, that uh, you know, really cuts through the clutter in the marketplace. I think in the media business, I think the media business is going to come under more and more pressure because traditional media is uh, becoming more commoditized. And areas like social media and um, and digital and data mining and data analytics and direct response are growing more rapidly because they're more targetable, more measurable, more immediate, and have greater return on marketing investment. So traditional media buying uh, activities will come under more and more pressure and they have been and will continue to be more commoditized. Well, and how would online media buying play into that? Is that is that really part? I mean, because that changes everything, and the the way that you figure out, you know, the value of that is different. I mean, where do you see that playing into into media companies? Well, I, I think you know, again, it's like it's 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 like um, discount brokerage versus um, the traditional brokerage business. They they will capture more and more market share because it is a very cost effective way of clients being able to get access to media um, in in a very rapid way, but also uh, in in a way that um, allows them to great extend the value of their dollar uh, by buying mm-hmm. you know more value for less money. 
Now, you you touched on talent and creativity, and you just wrote um, a column or an op-ed piece for Adweek magazine, which got a lot of people talking about the importance of talent and creativity and where that sort of fits in in the MDC model and overall in the industry. Can you sort of elaborate on that a little bit? Well, you know, what we have felt is if you go back to the origins of time, this industry had an extraordinary reputation of of, of having great entrepreneurs, um, and they were exceptional at their ability to um, attract fabulous disciples who really bought into that entrepreneurial culture and DNA of making people believe um, that they could change the value of a client's brand in the marketplace. And they loved and were passionate about great ideas and being in a culture where, where, where creativity flowed. Unfortunately, over time, the industry got taken over by a number of people who were very financially driven. And so people said we could roll a bunch of these things together and we could save money and no bookkeeping. And what ended up happening was the firms became very focused on economics and not on ideas. Mm-hmm. But the firms that have succeeded in the past, that do succeed today and will succeed in the future, are the firms that understand that financial success is a byproduct of excellence. Our motto at MDC is we're the place where great talent lives. It has been, is today, and always will be the key most valuable and most important asset to the success of any creative firm in the industry. And today, um, with the advent of technology, um, the, the, the differentiating characteristic is, the, is talent. It's not technology because technology is available to everyone. But how you create that culture, how you harness it, and how you institutionalize that culture of creativity and innovation is what ultimately will differentiate those firms that have a sustainable competitive advantage in the marketplace. So what does that mean for for big agencies? I mean, you know, the past couple years, some large agencies that were seen as institutions haven't done so well, but then there's other ones that are, you know, doing terrifically. What what do do you see... A future for them different than it would have been 10 years ago? Well, look, I think there will be more and more pressure on all firms of driving performance and the ability to provide a truly integrated media-agnostic solution. I think there will be greater um, pressure on all firms uh, to come up with brilliant ideas and to be able to demonstrate tangible um, response uh, and tangible results. Mm-hmm. I do think that larger firms will kind of come under more and more pressure, and the reason why they'll come under more and more pressure is very simple, that that um, it's harder for large firms to change their ways. They have been mostly invested in traditional media, um, i.e. radio, newspaper, and TV, and they have not changed as rapidly as some of the smaller, more entrepreneurial firms, especially those firms that have a, um, that, that are recent in their evolution. So I also think that most of the smaller firms behave in a more entrepreneurial way, and we believe that people behave differently as owners than they do as, as employees. And as a result of that, they probably the smaller, more entrepreneurial firms have lower overhead structures. And I think clients um, really are much more discriminating as to the firms where, where people invest their money. And um, mm-hmm. are they paying for talent or are they paying for overhead? So I think the larger firms are having more and more difficulty because with the advent of technology, most of the large firms have many offices in many countries, uh, some of which is not necessary. 
And as a result of that, they're under more and more pressure to try and change. And as you know, it's, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's much harder for large organizations to change than it is for smaller, more entrepreneurial, more nimble firms to change. And in terms of the work they do, um, I think some of the most exciting work is being done by the larger firms. But there are some large firms who do great work, and there are some small firms that don't do great work. Um, so I think size in and of itself is not a deterrent. Mm-hmm. But in general, I think it is fair to say that size and innovation and creativity have historically been um, inversely proportional, that the larger the firm, um, the, more, uh, the more difficult it was uh, for them to... Uh, to continue to harness that creativity and innovation, especially when the founders and entrepreneurs who built that culture have moved on. So just to find one, just one more thing, and then and then we're going to move on because I really want to talk a little bit more about you. But in in the in the current economy, when everything is so magnified and there's so much pressure to show results immediately, what do you feel that agencies really need to do to be successful? I think they got to really take a close look and say. Um, you know, what is our durable competitive advantage? Do we really have an offering where we have clients who are thrilled, clients who really think that we are doing everything in our power um, to help them grow in a competitive marketplace? And are the results, are the tangible results there to substantiate what we're, you know, what, what, what we're providing mm-hmm. and, and the fees that we're charging? I think clients are, if you don't have clients who are thrilled, then you have a vulnerability. Um, If you don't have clients who you can see growth in market share, growth in sales, growth in profitability, growth in, you know, year-over-year comps, then I think, you know, you have to readdress your offering and say, as an agency, are we doing something that has a durable competitive advantage? So let's turn a little bit now and, and, and talk about you. I mean, you're you're an incredibly successful person in, in your life, business-wise. You've been an incredibly successful entrepreneur, and you've grown. And, and a lot of people are very curious about you and your life and sort of what motivates you. And, and I, I'd like to know that. What, what motivates you, Miles? Well, first of all, um, you're, you're kind in your comments. Um, I think uh, what the last period of time has shown is that success is not something that one can evaluate at a point in time, but only um, at the end of time. Um, so uh, as Andy Grove once said, only the paranoid survive. Uh, on, a, on, on each and every day, I, my, my focus is always on what can we be doing better how can we enhance the, the, the quality of our organization? How can we enhance the offering to our clients? And how, most importantly, how can we continue to obtain and retain the very best talent in the marketplace? Um, I think what motivates me is building. I, I'm, a, I, I'm really an entrepreneur who loves to build businesses, and I like to reinvent industries. And I think that I am privileged by my association with real thought leaders. So the intellectual stimulation of the journey of the 8,000 people that we work with and the kind of thought leaders that we are privileged to associate ourselves with is very exciting and very stimulating for me. The fact that um, our partner firms are, are doing work that really is redefining pop culture is one that is intellectually stimulating and very rewarding. Um, what, 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 what motivates me is to explore the art of the possible and to continue to redefine um, our business model and to see 
um, what we can accomplish as we um, go on our journey. Um, but we take nothing for granted because, you know, uh, the reality is that um, success is but a fleeting moment, and uh, although we are privileged to have uh, accomplished a substantial amount over a period of time, we know that as the world evolves, if we don't continue to evolve and be ahead of the curve, then we can fall behind like many other firms have in the past. Um, I think what's most exciting for us is that, and for me personally, is I really believe that uh, although we've established a reasonable track record of success, I still think the best is ahead of us, and that's probably what keeps me most motivated. Okay, well then my last question is, what are MDC's plans for the future? Um, Our plan is to continue to see that which clients need and to try and figure out where are the opportunities that have not been explored by other firms in our industry and how do we accomplish that. And and most importantly, we have some extraordinary firms, you know, Crispin Porter, Kirschenbaum Bond Partners, Zig, Bruce Mao, um, uh, and, and other incredible organizations, Source Marketing, Zeman Group, etc., that have unlimited growth potential, really extraordinary opportunities to um, continue to uh, service and grow their business with Fortune 100 clients. Uh, so, uh, you know, we think we're only in the second inning of an, uh, of an unending ball game. But as a friend of mine once said, being richer is not as good as being poorer is bad. So as, as ambitious as we are, we also want to manage our ambition to ensure that we don't do anything that will jeopardize um, the strong foundation that we've, we, we've built. Miles, thank you so much. I've been wanting to do this for a really long time, and it did not disappoint. I, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me today. Well, it was really a pleasure, and I enjoyed it thoroughly, and um, I'm most excited about your show, and it's really a privilege to be part of it. Thanks, Miles. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Have a nice day. That's all the time we have today. Thank you very much, and please join me next Tuesday for another episode of The Hook, and please, please, please get out there today and vote. Have a great day. Thank you.